What's the difference between preaching and teaching? What's the difference between preaching and teaching? I've been thinking about this lately. What's the difference between preaching and teaching? Because preaching can uh, has teaching in it, right? I'm teaching. We got slides. I'm like a real teacher. I got slides. Also, you should get the bulletin to fill in blanks because there's going to be a little bit more. It's going to be a little more bulletin blank heavy kind of a Sunday. Uh, if there's any out there, what is the difference between teaching and preaching? And I was thinking about this. Preaching can really, if you're actually doing it right, it's, it can only be done in love. And the goal of preaching is to, to share the heart of God through the heart of the pastor, the heart of the text, to your hearts. So Paul prays in Philippians chapter 1, verse 9. He says, I pray that your love may abound more and more. That your love may abound more and more. And that's really the goal of preaching is to stir up affections. That we might love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength a little bit more and love our neighbors as ourselves a little bit more as well. Of course, there's a teaching component in all preaching. And Paul goes on in that prayer. He says, I pray that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment. Which discernment's kind of like a scary word. So sometimes you can read that and you can think, okay, I want your love to abound more and more, uh, but, but be careful with it. That's not what Paul's actually saying there. What he's saying there is, I want your love to abound more and more intelligently and effectively. Love more intelligently, love more effectively. And so for that to happen, sometimes there needs to be a little bit more mind in our conversations, a little more teaching, and that's what we're going to be doing this morning. We're going to be teaching, I'm going to be teaching a little bit more. What we're going to be teaching, what I'm going to be teaching about is the church. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15, Paul says, he writes about elders, he writes about deacons to Timothy, and he says, I'm, I'm telling you all this because the church is the household of God. The church of the living God. That for God in, in what is to us very opaque, and very mysterious. But God in his wisdom has decided to make this us. Should we all circle up and hold hands and sway? Like that, us, this little kumbaya moment, his house, his presence, where he manifests to the world that he's alive. He says the church is this thing. He says the church is the pillar and support of the truth of who God is. The pillar, we hold it up. The support, we hold it steady so that the world can see the truth of who God is in Christ. And so that's what we're going to talk about. That's, that's the, uh, the little bit of teaching we're going to do a little bit more of today to strengthen our ability to love God well and to love our neighbors well by understanding His design in the local church. That's what we're talking about. It's a business Meeting Sunday. And a lot of times I do a lot of this teaching during the business meeting, and then everybody's like, oh, by the time we get to the budget. So I thought I'm going to bring it into the service and talk about Fellowship Bible Church. What are we trying to do here at Fellowship Bible Church? Why does Fellowship Bible Church exist? And really, the answer to that question shouldn't be a lot different from, like, why does any church exist? And it isn't really different. I mean, fundamentally, ultimately, churches exist to glorify God. This is very basic stuff, right? Churches exist to glorify God. Habakkuk 2.14, God's heart expressed most poetically that the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord like the waters cover the sea. 
That is God's heart. That is his intention behind everything that he does. 1 Corinthians 10.31, whether you eat or drink or watch football or whatever you do, it's what it says. Do all to the glory of God. Psalm 150, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Let's add those passages up. Every breath should be to God's glory. Everything you do should be to God's glory so that ultimately the whole world is full of the knowledge of His glory. So churches exist to help us all understand more accurately how glorious God is. To understand more accurately how glorious God is so that we respond more appropriately. Right? If you, if you and I understood just how glorious God is, we would find it so much easier to be thankful all the time. So much easier to sing loudly His praises. So much easier to submit our concerns to Him, to obey Him when it's hard. We would find it so much easier to quiet our fears in light of His glory, to lift up our praise in, in obedience. Right? We would respond appropriately if we could see how glorious He is. That's what the church is for. Ultimately, to glorify God, to help all of us together understand His glory and respond more appropriately. Now, when that happens, when the glory of God comes into our mind and we get to know it better and it comes into our life, the second thing, which is every church is aiming to do, is to restore our humanity. To return us, to, so God's design is not just for himself, but everything that God does, he does in, do you know the answer to this? In love, right? So it's for his glory and for our good. And God wants to, through the operation of Fellowship Bible Church, restore each one of us to his original design for us, his original intention for us. That we are going to be infused with his glory, and then we are going to be transformed by that glory as well. This is a really important point. You know, sometimes people come to church and they have really vague ideas about what church is. Like, why I go to church? Oh, I go to church because I just, I, I feel nice. I like, to, I, like to, I like to sing. I like to sing. And church is really the only place I get to sing. I just, you know what? It's just nice to be with people. They're nice people. Or, you know, the pastor's sermons are, they're strange, but I find them refreshing. You know, like, these are all the things I hear. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> We all have vague ideas as to what the benefit of church is, but I want you to understand something very clearly that God's design for church, the, the program of Scripture laid out in Scripture and God's design for church involves nothing less than every single one of your healing, redemption, restoration, and glorification. This is what God intends for each one of us, and He's going to do it through church and not anywhere else. Not Dr. Phil, not your CrossFit gym, not... Anything on TV, not anything in the bookstore, not anything that your folks have told you or the ancient ones have told you. From other, like It is only through God's program in Scripture, worked out through the church, that we are, all humans, are going to be healed, restored, redeemed, glorified. Now, of course, these goals, if you, if you know anything about uh, kind of what we're doing here at Fellowship Bible Church, you know that all of these goals ultimately come together in Jesus. Right? Jesus, this is why we study Him and praise Him and, and we love Jesus because He is the clearest revelation of who God is. 
You want to know the glory of God? You've got to go to Jesus. You've got to go to Jesus. You can find, you know, you can learn some things about God going to the Grand Canyon or out there on the lake on a quiet morning. You can learn some things about God by just reading your Bible in general. But if you really want to get the most clear knowledge of how glorious the Lord is, you've got to look at Jesus. And in the same way, if you want to understand what a human being is supposed to be, what, what each of us is supposed to be, we need to look at Jesus as well. He is the revelation of what a true human is. And it is the work of the Spirit of Jesus then to transform us. So that we give glory to God, we respond appropriately, and we are, we are restored. And the word for that, the short word for what the Spirit is doing in our lives, is doing right now, not trying to do or wants to do, but is doing in our lives, is discipleship. This is sort of a technical church word, discipleship. It means a student, mentee. It's got a little bit of a mix of those ideas in it. And so we exist at Fellowship Bible Church to make disciples together. In the passage Mike read, the famous passage of Jesus' last words to his disciples before ascending to the right hand of the Father, Jesus says there, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, so now go and make disciples. Make disciples of me, he's saying. Make Jesus followers, people who more and more come to understand how significant I am, how relevant I am to their lives, and are therefore changed to be more like me. That's what Jesus is saying in the Great Commission. So now let's talk about discipleship. If, if that's really what the church is, if all of the glorifying God and responding appropriately and, and being transformed and all of that is sort of summed up in discipleship, that's what the church is about. So now let's talk about discipleship and how it works. Discipleship is composed of two elements. <clears throat> there are two things that go into discipleship. The gospel That is the story, the message of who Jesus is, what all he did, and what that means for us. The gospel and relationships. So we talk about at Fellowship Bible Church, we talk about unleashing the gospel. The gospel is the power of God. We don't have to draw, we're we're not trying to manipulate you, we're not trying to convince you, we're not trying to to take tips and tricks to improve you as a person. We are trying to simply get out of the way so that what the Bible says about Jesus can be taken by the Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus, and brought into your lives, and and then turn the lights on. That's it. We're trying to unleash the gospel. The most important thing in discipleship is that we come to understand the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Paul says in Romans 5.5 that the love of the Father has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. That the work of the Spirit in bringing us to Jesus is revealing the love of God to us, the glory of God in His love. That's the most important part. But now here's the great mystery of it and the great genius of it, that God has designed this to work through relationships. You like relationships? How do you feel about relationships? You have some good relationships. You have some weird relationships. You have some bad relationships. Right? The good, the bad, and the ugly. We all got the whole host of those relationships. 
But God has designed it so that we come to understand the love of God through Christ's church. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 18, one of my favorite verses, Paul prays there that the Ephesians would come to know what is the height and length and depth and breadth so that they might know the love of Christ and be filled with the fullness of God. Beautiful. Know the gospel. But what's extraordinary is the phrase right before that, he says, together with all the saints. That the only way we're going to know the full four-dimensional love of Christ is in, in a group, is together, in relationships. So discipleship works like, you know what this is? Coffee. You like coffee? Big coffee fans out here. I was trying to go off coffee a little bit a couple months ago, and it was like fine, but then whenever I had a cup of coffee, it was like, oh, my day was amazing. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else had a good time, but I was having a good time when I had coffee. Love coffee. Nobody drinks coffee because they want water. Right? Nobody drinks coffee because they want water. Why do we drink coffee? Because we want coffee. But God has so wisely designed coffee to only come to us most wonderfully through hot water, right? And in the same way, God has designed the gospel to come to us most effectively through relationships. Well, I don't know how I feel about that, right? Relationships are tricky. The gospel's tricky all by itself, right? Everybody's like, we, yeah, we like Jesus, but then Jesus is like, hey, repent. I'm like, okay, that's a weird word. What does that mean? Oh, get rid of all the stuff that you were doing and everything you loved and all that you put your hopes in. Wait, what? Believe in all of this crazy stuff that has to do with me, Jesus is saying. Okay, hang on. The gospel's very challenging. And now, again, relationships are very challenging. Enter the local church. You say, what, it makes it worse? No, okay, so the point of the local church is to make this better. The local church organization is supposed to help this, to help make disciples. It is uh, essential from God's perspective, not mine. I'm not saying, like, just because I'm a pastor, I think the local church should be more important in your lives. I'm a pastor because I realized, it was taught to me, that the local church is really important to God's design for making disciples. And I wanted to serve that. The local church is God's plan to get God's will done. So now we're going to take a look inside this disciple-making factory. We're going to take a little Mr. Rogers-esque kind of tour of the factory here. This is him in a crayon factory. We're going into a disciple-making factory. You might have been as interested about disciple-making as you have been about crayons. But we're, this is what we're doing. And now it's awkward if you leave. So... Uh, <laughs> We're going to go into the disciple-making factory here a little bit. Fellowship Bible Church, what we're doing. So let's talk first about our vision for what we're doing. Why are we doing what, why are we doing what we're doing? The key text for this is Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 to 12. And as I go through this, I'm going to correlate it with this sort of explanation on the screen. So in Ephesians chapter 4, Paul says that Jesus Christ has given to his church apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. He's given to a local church all of these different gifts, all of these different people 
in order to, here's where, the, here's where the meat of it is, in order to equip the saints, equip the saints. And you're like, phew, well, that's not me. Hang on. <laughs> saints there actually is you. It's all Christians, anybody who has put their faith in Jesus is immediately a saint. It's not just the special ones or the ones that do miracles. It's all Christians are God's special, sanctified, special to Him people. That's what saint means. So this is all Christians. The church exists to equip those Christians. That is, I've talked about this before, the word equipping is the same word used in other places to talk about repairing nets, to get ready to catch fish. They, they fished with nets, not hooks and lines back then. So it's a, it's a repair and prepare through, how does that happen? Through discipleship. So we all come to faith in Jesus and we got baggage, right? We got things that make us a pain in the keister. And so part of discipleship is Jesus coming in contact with that stuff and saying, hey, mm, let's, let's talk, let's think about this, let's talk about this, let's, let's think about what I mean for that part of your life. And then also to prepare us because Jesus is leading us into relationships and challenges that are going to be difficult and we need to be prepared. So this is what the local church is doing to repair and prepare Christians through discipleship for the work of ministry, which is participating in disciple-making. This is the vision of the church. It's not our vision. Brian and Tony and I didn't fast and pray and come up with this. This is the Bible's vision, and we're just trying to serve it. So this is the vision of the church. The plan of the church, which is uh, what we're actually doing, is, you could probably guess some of this stuff, Sundays, right, Sundays. So for thousands and thousands and thousands of years, God's people get together every week. This is what we've been doing. We've been doing this for thousands of years. And we listen to God's Word, and we pray, and we sing, and we drink coffee. They drank something in ancient Israel, I'm sure. And we fellowship together. We take time out of our lives to spend together in Jesus' name. And do you know why this is so absolutely fundamentally essential to what we're doing? It's because otherwise this is us. Can you see what that is? It's a gentleman on a treadmill who stopped running. We are on a treadmill, right? We are on a spiritual treadmill because the world, the flesh, the devil, pain, aging, life is pulling us down, is exerting a gravity on us to draw our minds away from getting to know the glory of God, to draw our lives away from responding appropriately, to draw us to, to diminish the presence of Jesus in our life. You know, sometimes we can get frustrated with life as a church, right? It, because it looks like, man, nothing's changing. Same old thing every Sunday. I'll tell you what, sometimes it, when nothing's changing, things are really flying. Right? Might, you might look at that person sitting over there and you think, they're just, what are they doing? What, how are they growing? What is God doing in their life? Well, you don't see that they're on a level five incline and that they just jumped up two miles per hour on the treadmill. Like just staying in place 
And showing up is a huge work of grace. And uh, God's really, they're really growing during this time, but it can look very stable and ho-hum. So church can be ho-hum. <clears throat> when it's most ho-hum is probably when you, we need it the most. Otherwise, this is us. So there's <clears throat> the, the Sundays. Then there's also this other thing <clears throat> I'm lumping up together called the ministries and groups. So this is everything from the music team, the setup, Wednesday Bible studies, ladies Bible studies, prayer groups, kids class, Tony's uh, catechism class for the preteens, all of these things. And they all <clears throat> accomplish, they all serve two things. They do a good thing. Right, every single ministry or group we have does a good thing, right? Helping out with the kids' class during the Sunday service is a hugely important good thing. And studying Job on Wednesday nights is a really good thing. But the real, maybe the real advantage of them, the real genius of them is that they provide a structure for relationships. Right, it's through these acts of service or through these groups and study groups and prayer groups that we really get to know each other, right? That the, the coffee gets leached out of the beans and we get to experience that a little bit more. You know, all of our gatherings at Fellowship Bible Church have a stated purpose that we hope succeeds and thrives because it's a good thing, but they also, have, uh, they also function as an opportunity to connect and to strengthen and to encourage each other. So if you're in a group, whatever that group is, Bible study or a service group, right, do, do a good job. We want you to do a good job and to work hard at the thing you're doing. But focus on the team. Pray for the team that you're with, the people that you're doing this with. That's really critical to what we're doing to make disciples. And let me also encourage you, if you're kind of here and you're like, oh man, I mean, I'd like to get to know people better, kind of jump in anywhere. Come to the prayer time before the Sunday service. Uh, talk to Christine about coming to music rehearsals on Tuesday nights. Even if you don't want to join the team, just come and sing and listen and get to know people. Come to Bible studies. Uh, see how you can get involved in the setup ministry. All of these things are ways for us to just connect and to, to have these relationships. And that's not like a nice side benefit of being in a church. Right? That's, that's how we make the coffee here, is through the relationships. And then there's a, a third thing that we do, which uh, I so eloquently described here as other. In my notes, it's actually really cool. I call it adaptive equipping programming, which just sounds awesome. Probably needs some GE work on that, right, Brian? Put a little, get a little acrostic on that. Here, here's what I'm just trying to say. is uh, Discipleship follows a kind of path. Right? We all start in one place, and hopefully we're, the Spirit has taken us another place. We all start as sort of like pre-disciples who are just longing for what we know is Jesus. But pre-disciples are like, well, you know, they got, they got something, hesitance about church or God or whatever's going on. And then, and then people will be converted. They become disciples. They're excited about following Jesus. Um, then they, they enter a, a phase of, of being discipled where they're learning about, uh, Jesus says, go make disciples, teach them to observe all that I've commanded you. They've got to be taught things and mentored into the life of faith. That's another season. And then having been made, right, because Jesus says, go make disciples. Paul says, equip the saints. He doesn't say try or do a little bit. He says, do it. So having that having been done, uh, disciples enter a season, of, a season of seasoning where they're doing the work, 
growing, and then they become mature. And we've got a good smattering of all of those groups here in our congregation. But you've got to program different things at different times for different people. So we've got disciples at different levels, and we have to respond. You get it, right? You get it. Okay. I'm going to keep going here. We're coming to the end of it, though, friends. The, the teaching, right, is so helpful, but, you know, I know it's hard on you. We're coming to the end. Two last things about the disciple-making factory. The culture and the organization. This is, uh, if, if the vision is why we're doing it, and the plan is how we're doing it, here we're talking about, like, not how, what we're doing. Here with culture, we're talking about the way we do it. The attitude. And this is always moving towards Jesus. We got a problem? Point to Jesus. Move towards Jesus. Lean, towards, lead, lean on Jesus for things. So when, when we come to each other for, with, with troubles, with burdens, when we come to each other, it, we're not giving to each other out of our own vast resources of wisdom and experience. We're saying, well, have you thought about how Jesus... Have you thought about what Jesus does for that concern? Have you thought about what Jesus does for that situation you're facing? Have you thought about what Jesus does for that relationship problem? Have you thought about the role of Jesus? Or have you thought about that thing in relation to Jesus? That's the culture that we want to have here. Always thinking with reference to Jesus. Because ultimately, we want to be a church that looks like Jesus. You want to be a group of people who look like Jesus. Like some churches, you know, it's very easy for us. As we've been talking about in Isaiah, it's very easy for God's people to to like look super religious and do super religious things and just stink. And just be the most un-Jesus-y people you ever met. And yet they're doing great religion. It's so easy for this to happen. We don't want that. We want to be a Jesus-y place that doesn't stink. That smells if we stink, we stink like Jesus in our religious activities. So that's the culture that we're aiming for hopefully happening. And then lastly, I want to talk about organization. This is maybe the wrong word for this. Organization, we're talking about elders, deacons, church members, meetings, operations, buildings, finance, communications, employees, advertising, coffee. All of these things, from elders to coffee, are all very important for the work of making disciples. I'm going to talk a little bit more about this one here because this is probably the one that you're most bored by, so I want to enliven it for you a little bit. So just to get our brain around what this means, we we look at, like, for example, the elders and the deacons. We're going to pray for our church's elders and deacons in just a couple minutes because they're very important. Um, But they're also a good kind of sampling of what, what goes on in the organization. The elders and deacons' job, if you're an elder or deacon, why don't you indicate that just so we... See some, some meat, put some meat on the bone here. All right, we got, so there's some elders and deacons hidden throughout. You didn't know you were sitting next to an elder or a deacon, did you? Hidden throughout the congregation. Their job is to care for together the spiritual health of everyone in the church and also the spiritual health of the whole church. So we're talking about two things here, right? We're talking about people and we're talking about systems. And both of these things matter a lot, right? Have you ever been in a workplace where there was a boss or a manager who was just a jerk? 
who is always sarcastic, who is kind of rude. Every time you say, hey, you know, real quick, they're, ah, you know, just, you just hate it, right? It just, what did that do to that culture of that workplace? Bad. Bureaucracy has the same effect. Have you ever been in a workplace where, oh, you know, hey, I just need some new paper, Oh, awesome. Just fill out, you remember the form, the blue form. Make sure you fill out the blue one and the yellow one and keep one copy for yourself. Take a picture of it, email the other one here. You know, just forget it. I'll just write it on my hand, right? <laughs> Bureaucracy has the same sort of effect as bitter and miserable coworkers or managers. It makes for a miserable and ineffective organization. Right? We, want to, we want to love more and more with knowledge and all discernment, intelligently and effectively. Not just running around like giving hugs to people. We want to, we want to show people Jesus, and, and we know that this is challenging, and we need to work hard at it to do it right. So the organization matters. Organization affects culture and affects effectiveness. I had to Google whether that was good English, and I think it is. Google wasn't a ton of help. Affects effectiveness. So we talk about spiritual health. I talk about spiritual health a lot. In a little bit, we're going to go to a meeting. We're going to talk about fiscal health, financial health. These things cannot be separated as important. They're both hugely important to the work that we're called to do. You know, we, I, I, I care a lot about doctrinal accuracy, but I also care a lot about setup and sound because how's the doctrinal accuracy going to reach people effectively if they can't hear, right? So these things all matter. I think there's a slide to this effect. So think about it this way. Just as those things are all essential, just as growing quality wheat and milling the wheat and measuring the wheat is important for the dough that is going to become your healthy and delicious sandwich, right? There's all sorts of processes that are invisible to the eater, but they're essential to the lunch. And that's what all of this stuff matters. So organizational stuff. We're going to go into a business meeting. Everybody's attitude about church membership, business meetings, they're all kind of the same, right? Like it's just something we have to do because the U.S. government makes us file paperwork. It's just something we, it's a necessary thing. But I want you to understand something different this morning. There's definitely some things we do at Fellowship Bible Church that we do because they're necessary. But I want you to understand the deep biblical roots of all of these things. We do them because we're, I mean, ostensibly a Bible church. We're trying to be, Bible-ish in what we do. And I want you to see that here. You know, we talk about what is the church. The church is not, right? It's not the chairs, the setup. It's not the, the, the 501c3 paperwork. The church is us. Right? Take all that stuff away. And you and me, we still get together on a Sunday morning. We're the church, right? We're the church. The church is... Listen to this. The church is our commitment, your commitment to Jesus and to each other. As soon as we all say, fooey on Jesus, we're not a church anymore. We're just a bowling league, right? As soon as we say, fooey on these people, we're not a church. The church is our commitment to Jesus and to each other. 
It is the, the sharing of our faith. When you're low, they say something to encourage you. And then when you're encouraged, you say something to somebody who's low. And the sharing of our faith and the sharing of love and mutual responsibility for each other. I see that that person's down. I'm going to go talk to them. I see that that person's absent. I'm going to give them a call. We care for each other. We're responsible for each other. And so it's common to kind of think about, well, a church has a board. A church has meetings. A church has a budget. But that's not what a church is. The church is, the church is us. But I want you to think about this a little more carefully. Because who's running the books? Who's at the meeting? Who's running the sound system? Who's who's running the music team? Who's serving in kids' class, right? Us. The organization is just us. And think about what all that stuff is. Like, why do we have people who are serving in the, in the finance? Why are people making coffee every Sunday? You know what all that is? That's just their love and their faith and hope that Jesus can use them and their love. Right? It's their faith and their love and their hope expressed in their gifts. And the Spirit uses it. You get that? All the stuff that we're like, well, that's just organizational stuff. That's, no, no, it's just them. It's, it's your friend sitting next to you, bringing their love and their faith as a gift to the church. Every part of Fellowship Bible Church is part of what the Spirit is doing to make disciples here. And God's design is to use the church to help us better understand His glory. He's using Sundays. He's using our groups. He's using our programs. He's using our meetings. He's using all of these things. And so, friends, I hope that you will pray for Fellowship Bible Church. I hope that you will get blessed by Fellowship Bible Church and that when you can, that you will help us. Because you know what? I I know that this right here, Fellowship Bible Church, it doesn't seem like a big deal, but it's a big deal to God. It doesn't seem like a big deal compared to Walmart. It doesn't feel like a big deal compared to uh, you know, the Chinese government. It doesn't seem like a big deal, but it's a big deal to God. And you know why? Because you're a big deal to God. God wants you to understand His glory. He's not like, well, I really want the president to understand my glory. He's like, I want you to understand my glory. I want you to meet my son, Jesus. And I want your friends to meet Jesus. And I want your neighbors to meet Jesus. And I want your enemies to meet Jesus. This is kind of a big deal because this is what God wants. Because the church is the pillar and support of the truth and the household of God and the church of the living God. So let's pray. Let's pray for our church. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word and we thank you for, we thank you for your church. I pray, Lord, that you would watch over this church that you would help us who are members here, who are guests to, to listen to the word, to, to listen to each other, and that your spirit would work in all these things, just as your word says that the spirit will. Lord, we want to see your glory. We want to know you better. And even though sometimes we have mixed feelings about this, we do want to change. We want you in our lives We want your wisdom, your light, your strength, 
to come into our lives, to help us to be steadier people, to be more loving and kind, to be more like Christ. And so, Lord, I pray that you would, that you would do that work, that you would fill every aspect of our lives here at Fellowship Bible Church together, that you would work and that you would be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen.